Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to our second episode of On Your Mark. I'm your host, Chris Ferreira, and thank you for stopping by to the Barker Media Network. We're pleased to have one of my really good friends on today, Mike Barneau, and we're going to be discussing one of our favorite actors, Harrison Ford. Mike, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, Chris. I'm, I can't wait to get this thing started and talk about Harrison. We've had a million discussions on him in private. I can't wait to put this on the air. Yep, we've been talking about this podcast format for, you know, I feel like it's been like a couple months. And we always knew that if we started this show, we had to start with the guy that, you know, was on arguably the biggest part of both of our childhoods and arguably the biggest actor in the world, Harrison Ford. Especially with, you know, it's fitting that we're starting with him because he just has a movie releasing just this last week. Um, so he's going to start hitting into the conscious. In fact, I think he was just on Ellen a couple uh, days ago pr promoing the movie and everything. And you know Harrison when he's on his talk shows. Well, I know him when he's on his talk show. He's never serious about anything. <laughs> but... I actually don't I actually don't want to see this movie because I think I know which character he plays and I and he dies I'm pretty sure. So Well, it's I'm a not, famous famous book called right. The Wild. It, it it is and that's part of why because I, I know the character and I don't want to see Harrison die. So I don't want to go see this movie. <laughs> you you had enough when you watched uh, episode 7. That broke uh, my heart. Oh, I just I said done to the whole Star Wars series when that happened. Oh my god, I still haven't gotten over it and that was a couple of years ago. So, um to give you guys a little bit of background before we start what this show's going to be about, we are going to basically fangirl out on this week's uh, actor, which is Harrison Ford. What we're going to do is we've made up some categories that we're going to discuss and debate as to what we think is the best parts of Harrison. Um, we're going to go through his bio and his history, tell you a little bit about him if you aren't familiar with him, and uh, some of his big hits and everything. And uh, then we're going to just, you know, debate about his uh, his best attributes and best on-screen performances and stuff. So before we dive in, I'm going to give you guys a little bit of background on the master that is Harrison Ford. Harrison Ford is 78 years old, 78 years young, let me say that. He was born in 1942. He turns well, let's 70, say it right. Let's say it right, yeah. <laughs> he turns 79 this summer, which is amazing. Um, and he has been in over 57 films. 37 collective roles. His films have grossed over $4.9 billion domestically here in the United States, which is second all time to Samuel L. Jackson, which I was kind of shocked when I read that. But it just shows you how long Harrison's been doing it. Really? Um, Samuel L.? Samuel L. was oh, number one on the list. That, that is a shock. That mm -hmm. is a shock. So $4.9 domestic, and that's $8.9 billion international, which goes to show you that his films, you know, they hit worldwide. Um, but they also really hit – his films are are really popular here in America. He was one of the very beginning studio actors. Um, in fact, he got his start in the early 60s. He actually went to college in Wisconsin, and he went to study English and philosophy, which I thought was really funny. And he only stepped into a drama class – because he said he wanted to get over his shyness. When you see Harrison Ford on screen, you don't think of shyness. But a young Harrison had a bunch of shyness, apparently. He then 
proceeded to move to Los Angeles after he decided he really enjoyed the process of acting. And he became a studio actor at Columbia Pictures in the 60s, where he worked on small parts and films. Um, and once the 70s hit, he started doing carpentry on the side to make some side money while he was working. And then he met a man named George Lucas, which changed his that life changed around. Everything. Changed everything. George Lucas got him in his first uh, big film, American Graffiti, subsequently casted him in Star Wars, and the rest is history. Harrison's for, Harrison Ford has been a part of four film franchises since then, including Star Wars, Indiana Jones, Blade Runner, and the Jack Ryan franchise. He has been nominated for one Academy Award in 1985 for the film Witness. He's been nominated for four Golden Globes, including 85 for Witness, 86 for The Mosquito Coast, 1993 for The Fugitive, and 1995 for Sabrina. He has won in the year 2000 the AFI Lifetime Achievement Award. In 2002, he was awarded the Cecil B. DeMille Award at the Golden Globes. And in 2003, he was given his star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. And oh yeah, he also is the highest paid actor in Hollywood history. In fact, in 2001, he held the Guinness World Record for the highest paid actor. And his net worth currently is at $230 million. Whoo! That's a lot of that's, lot. that's a lot of that's a lot of moolah. That is a lot of money. Um, thoughts, Mike, so far on that uh, that impressive resume. Oh, I I don't know. I don't really know what to say. I think what's cool about Harrison Ford is how genuine he is on screen. You know, Harrison in his in his public life, he's kind of a goof. If you watch him on when he goes on late shows and things like that, but Harrison what is a real you know blue collar type of guy. You can see it in how he acts. And everything he does, he was working as a carpenter, I believe, yep. when they, when he was discovered and they put him in in movies. So what, that's always something I've liked about Harrison Ford. He has a realness to him, a ruggedness that's impossible to fake. And you really can't you really can't get it from someone who's you know not the real deal. But with Harrison, he's like the real McCoy. But he's obviously very accomplished. He's and we talked about this earlier in the eighties. He didn't make a single bad movie. Yeah, we're and gonna he's, we're gonna touch on all those movies in the yeah, 80s. and he's and he's done he's done incredible work. He brought brought to life that Indiana Jones series. I just don't know if it's the same if Tom Selleck ended up uh, gets cast <laughs> yeah. as uh, Indiana, as Indiana Jones as was the first choice, I believe. Mm-hmm. But I think, yeah. but again, anyway, I, I, the guy really doesn't need any any introduction. I mean, you you went over his whole career, and it it was good, but I don't think that Harrison really needs an introduction. Well, I think the thing that is, like, so appealing about him is what you said about him being, like, this, like, everyday guy. And he, like, he never, well, if he was, he never showed that he was, you know, like, this arrogant actor. He seemed to just be like, I'm blessed to be out here making movies, and I'm just going to have fun doing it. Yeah, and he's got, and another thing that helps him is that um, in most of his movies, I think he's usually not clean shaven. He's got a little bit of a, he's got a little bit of, a little bit of a scruff going a lot of mm-hmm. times. I think it helps. It helps his kind of the rugged demeanor about his character that he usually has. Yeah, uh, and he so he's he's got in terms of just a man. He, Harrison is a man's man. He's easy yep. to root for when he's on screen. Guys like him, uh, he, and like I said, it's all it's all because 
the type of guy he is, I think, in real life. He's just he's a genuine guy, and he he likes man type things. Well, I think and, what you said right there too is why he's why he's so relatable. So it's not just that men want to be him. He was voted the two time I think in in the late '90s and the early 2000s, like the sec he was on the top 50 sexiest men alive list. So it was not just that men wanted to be Harrison, but women loved him. Oh, of course, it it, <laughs> it goes both ways. I mean, it's not it's not like the guys can want to be him if he's not pulling in ladies. You know, Harrison didn't. I don't think Harrison had any had any trouble in in either department. No, but he's but yeah, he's got that genuine ruggedness to him that people just are were endeared to him in those 100%. roles. I think that's why he works so well in roles such as Indiana Jones. Yes, and in why you see in a lot of his films when you go back through them, him playing you know that that scoundrel type character that he does make so famous in uh the star wars films and everything so uh a little bit more background then we'll dive in uh on the on the categories here uh also harrison is uh, a proud member of the afi's heroes list which is in the hundred years of films they have released 50 of the best on-screen heroes and harrison ford has two characters on that list Number 14 on the list, Han Solo, the intergalactic smuggler in the Star Wars series that Harrison's career exploded because of. And then number two on the list, Indiana Jones, which I know I know your thoughts on it, Mike, but uh, my personal favorite character in cinematic history. <laughs> <laughs> I love Indiana Jones. You know, I'm actually going to, I think I'm going to go as Indiana Jones for Halloween this next year. I've been saying I'm going to do it for years, and I think I'm finally going to do it because. That, dude, you can't go wrong with the fedora and the bullwhip. No, you can't. No. I was actually, I mean, I'm not shocked, but you know who number one on that list was? Who's that? Atticus Finch from At To Kill a Mockingbird. Really? Yep. Over Indiana Jones as the biggest on-screen hero, which makes sense. You know, Atticus Finch in that move, in that book, and that movie, is a big hero, especially in during the civil rights movement. Um, so going back into the history a little bit, uh, 1977 is when his big break hits. He meets George Lucas on the set of American Graffiti, where he gets cast in a small role, um, and he proceeds to then do carpentry work for George on other projects and then George tells him, you know, I'm I'm doing this little space opera called Star Wars. Can you come in and uh and audition some of these actors for these roles? Which uh fun fact, Harrison actually was a member of the casting process for the character of Han Solo, except he wasn't auditioning. He was sitting across from actors reading the sides with them. Ultimately until George Lucas realized this the guy who should play him is sitting in this room. I mean, that's insane. Yeah. Well, that's another thing. I I didn't know that either. You learn that. You learn something new like that every single day. Mm-hmm. But that that is that is surprising. That that Harrison comes onto the comes into the movie genre. Comes breaks into movies that way mm-hmm. of all ways. Yeah, doing you know set deck and all that stuff, building doors and everything. Um, who knows if he doesn't get cast in uh, in Star Wars? What happens? What What do you think uh, Harrison Ford is doing right now, um, or maybe not right now? But what do you think his career would have been if he uh, if he wasn't a movie star? If George hadn't have pulled the trigger and casted him in that? Well, I'll tell you, 
I'll tell you that I think that he would have been doing largely what he was doing before he got cast. I think I think Harrison would have been a carpenter. He probably would have been flying helicopters as he's doing now. He probably would have been doing something along those lines. Yeah. I just he again like he's not your he's not your typical film guy. He doesn't come from that background. He's he's more of a a guy, a blue collar guy coming from a working class type family into the film genre, which is, I think, again, what makes him so strong as an actor. He's so believable that way. But I think he'd be a carpenter and flying helicopters. Yeah, that's so funny because I said the same thing. Because, you know, he comes from that, you know, Midwest family, uh, born in Chicago, raised out in that uh, area in Wisconsin and everything. And the fact that he was a handyman before he started working, um, I, I said he'd he probably would have ended up being a contractor and he would have been one of those old guys on set, just pissed off all day, making everyone mad. <laughs> yeah, um, probably. But the, I think the fact that he, you know, is so successful, it, it adds to his like charm and his comedy. I feel like we could have seen a not so happy Harrison Ford. If he, if he had not have, you know, reached this success, maybe he would have been one of these guys that would have been saying, what if you, you think you'd have been bitter, maybe a little bitter. Cause I feel like, if you look at his filmography and a lot of the films he did, there was not a lot of appreciation, um, at least in terms of, I think, his peers and stuff early in his career. I think if, if, if it wasn't for George Lucas and Francis Ford Coppola to give him his shots, he could have maybe ended up a little bit bigger, bitter. But that's what's great about Hollywood stories, right? It, it always takes that one, that one thing to uh, make your break and really change your life. That, that's I mean that is very true you, you hear it you hear about stories like that all the time and it's almost like truth is stranger than fiction but Although I, I don't know if I could see Harrison Ford piloting a 7 747 <laughs> in the air yelling at passengers and everything well I think they kind of I think they kind of went that direction later on in his career and they cast yep. him as a uh, six days seven nights he gets cast as as a guy who flies commuting missions on for people on vacations and stuff mm-hmm. but I, I don't know if Harrison, uh, you know he 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 could have done he could have done a lot of a lot of things. It's like like you said a minute ago he he didn't get a lot of credit when he was younger, I think, and that's why he he still doesn't have an Oscar. Probably is never going to get one. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think that's I think that's why a lot of his peers probably didn't take him more seriously when he was younger. Yep. I think it's a shame. You know, he was a member of that Hollywood system, so people probably looked down on him as not like a true artistic actor. He was just kind of, you know, right, plugging out the machine, pumping out the blockbusters. And, well, and, and that's and that's what and that's what is the could have could have been what was going against him. He's not from that that background. He's not a a film guy. He he doesn't come from that. He comes from a more midwestern, uh, normal blue collar type guy, and and so that that could have played into why he didn't get as much credit as early as he did yep. because of that. But do you think that with Harrison, he, he might, it's like part of him, I think like when he goes on those shows is almost like, Oh, I have to go on this show or like, it's just like, it just feels like, I don't know how much Harrison loves the spotlight. It, I, I feel like he doesn't, but then he also does. And I think he loves to play coy like that. Cause he loves to just, you know, um, he knows everyone loves him and he knows everybody soaks up the fact that he plays that kind of like 
that I don't care about any of you character. And it just makes people love him even more. Right. It's like, it's the opposite. It's like, that should make me hate this guy. But in the case of Harrison, <laughs> it makes me like, you like him even more. It's like mm -hmm. wanting something you can't have or something that someone that constantly is, is rejecting you. It's almost like, gosh, you're even more drawn to them. Yeah. Like, I think that's what it is with Harrison. But when he's, when he's on those, when he's on those talk shows, you can't read him. I saw the thing like I can't tell like is this Harrison or is this all an act? I can't even tell. But, Him dressed uh, up as a in a in a hot dog uh, suit, dressed <laughs> as a dog on Jimmy Kimmel, like promoting Star Wars. Oh, it doesn't man. get any better than that. Uh, maybe his Wookie, his 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 made oh, up his made up feud with the Wookie. <laughs> that one is fantastic. If you haven't seen him where he argues with Chewbacca on Kimmel, that is, oh, it's gold. It's a must see television. So after Star Wars hits in 1977. Uh, he also does a couple small roles with Francis Ford Coppola, uh, films like The Conversation and Apocalypse Now, where he does small cameos in them. Both those movies, huge successes. Both of them get nominated for Best Picture. The Conversation ends up winning Best Picture. And Harrison finally now is starting to take notice or get noticed on the big silver screen. And the 80s hit. And oh my God, this is where we're going to talk about the 80s, Mike. The, I mean... I'll have to double check and go through, but I don't know if there is a more impressive stretch of movies back to back than this 10 film stretch that Harrison does in the 80s. Let, let me let me reel these off for you guys. The, it, 10 out of 10 hits right here, all certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes. 1980, Empire Strikes Back. 1981, Raiders of the Lost Ark. 1982, Blade Runner, which wasn't a critical success at first, but has now become a cult classic film. 1983, Return of the Jedi. 1984, Temple of Doom. 1985, Witness, where he gets his first Oscar nomination, and he's finally um, given some accolades. Some, re some recognition. Ne yeah. Recognition. The following year, 1986, The Mosquito Coast. He gets a Golden Globe nomination for an obscure... Uh, character that he plays there gets some more recognition doesn't win though 1988 he makes a movie called frantic which is a roman polanski drama film um and it, it has a great rating on rotten tomatoes 1988 again he does working girl which gets a best picture nomination and many many oscar nominations that, that's a good movie and i actually good. didn't it's a good movie well, I've, I've I've heard good things about it, but I've never actually I've never actually seen the thing, and I've been meaning to for a long time. But, but he gets kind of lost in the shuffle in it because in the movie there are I believe three of the leads: Sigourney Weaver, Joan Cusack, and uh, one other. I think three of them get nominated for Oscars in that movie. So oh, he wow. kind of yeah. Yeah, there it is. It's Melanie Griffin, Joan Cusack, and Sigourney Weaver all get Oscar nominations, and wow. the director, and it gets nominated for Best Picture. And who do they, who do they snub? Harrison. I bet he's still the best part of it. My God, like <laughs> you can't get any love. You're gonna nominate everything else in the movie. Yeah. Okay, and then finally, the tenth film of the decade, The Last Crusade, Indiana mm, Jones. The My best, God. the best one. <laughs> Playing with his father. Um, Sean Connery, who was, it's so funny because he's only 12 years older than Harrison in real life and he's playing his dad on screen. And I don't know a movie that has 
better chemistry than those two on oh, screen. The, oh. <laughs> I'm not sure I've ever seen a movie with better father-son chemistry than that one. You, it is so believable. Everything, everything from their look, like you could believe that Harrison Ford is Sean Connery's son. And to be honest with you, like just from looking at them, but to be honest with you, that movie does not work as well without the chemistry they have. Oh, yeah, they, I know. They had a chemistry that just carried that movie. And that is honestly the most special part about it. And to this day when I watch that movie, it is the best thing about it is I love how they are toward each other in that oh, show. They're amazing together. Um, so that was his stretch run in the 80s. Um, huge success. This is where he becomes you know, the highest paid actor in Hollywood and where he grosses um, all of those billions. I mean, look at those franchises, the Star Wars films, the Indiana Jones films, and then, you know, his award-winning films, just a, an amazing decade. And then after that, he, he goes on kind of, you know, a, a weird stretch run where he starts making other big budgeted films that don't seem to do as well after that. Um, by the way, I wanted to uh, tell you guys a little bit of the Rotten Tomatoes scores. His best films for Rotten Tomatoes, um, both his Coppola films, The Conversation and Apocalypse Now with 98%. The Fugitive, which we haven't even talked about yet at the beginning of the 90s, uh, 96%. Raiders of the Lost Ark at 95%. And Empire Strikes Back at 94%. Huge successes. But he also had some duds and after the early bit of the 90s um where he ends up making another one of my favorites that ends up getting um award buzz yeah uh the fugitive yeah great which movie is an amazing movie he makes uh his jack ryan franchise where he takes over the helm of that character makes two movies for that in patriot games and clear and present danger um, and then he gets his final Oscar nomination in 1995. And then after that, I think, you know, there was probably him getting sp spurned a little, you know, with the Academy and his other colleagues. And and I think he finally decided after that to be like, you know, either either he had one of two decisions. He either went and said, I'm going to try to win an award. And he tried to do all these movies that ended up kind of backfiring. Or he said, I'm just going to be cashing checks after that. And I'm not exactly sure. What do you think it is? Because then after this, I mean, look at the movies that come up after this is, you know, amazing movie, Air Force One. Then he does Six Days, Seven Nights, What Lies Beneath, Hollywood Homicide, which in my opinion is awful, Firewall. He does the, the fourth Indiana Jones. You know that was a cash grab. Oh, Ugh. yeah. Cowboys and Aliens. Yeah. Ugh. Well, I'll be, I mean, he did. After, right about after The Fugitive, uh, Harrison Ford's career did start. I don't know what decision he made. Mm -hmm. I'm not really sure. But I think some of it was he, maybe he was just having some fun. Because if you look at a lot of the roles he's taken, I mean, these are not serious roles. Like, you're not going to win an Oscar for this one. You're not going to win an Oscar for that one. Uh, Hollywood Homicide, I agree, was awful. And Six Days, Seven Nights is only liked by people who really like Harrison Ford. Mm -hmm. And anyone else hates it. But... I don't really know what he was thinking with that part of his career, but in terms of to the 80s, like what you just talked about, I'm not sure there's been a better stretch of films by an actor than the only guy I can think of was probably Will Smith, but that is it. I can't think of anyone else who 
had that kind of a string of movies. But to be honest with you, I think he just wanted he just went and have he just went and had fun. I, I, I think, think so, so. Too. because there's just none of those roles are going to win you Oscars. He had to have been just having fun. Yeah, and not to mention he was probably you know in that weird age where uh, you know in in the the late seventies, early eighties, he's in his like mid thirties. And so now by the time the nineties are hitting, he's hit, he's pushing 50 almost and, uh, and, and into his fifties. And so, you know, there's that he's probably too old to play, you know, some of these action guys, as we saw him try to do kingdom of the crystal skull, which exactly. I love the Indiana Jones movies, but we don't talk about Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Because I just try to pretend it didn't happen. It's the Rocky Five of the Which, Indiana Jones series. At this point, we haven't talked about it yet, but the big news that was announced today was uh, that Indiana Jones 5 is not going to be done by Steven Spielberg. It's actually being passed off to James Mangold, who did Ford versus Ferrari. Um, so... Again, you put I I texted you this earlier. I said you put Harrison Ford in a hat and give in a fedora and give him the bullwhip and I'm gonna be there opening night. It doesn't matter how shitty the movie is, right? It, well, it, we we'll we'll get past the rest of it later, you know. But he, I really am excited for the movie anyway. But it's gonna be weird without Spielberg at the helm. The feel is gonna be different. You know that the sound effects will likely be different. That that signature punch sound of the Indiana Jones movies. That was yep. still there for Crystal Skull. That probably, I don't know if they're going to keep that the same. So it's going to be interesting to see where Mangold goes with this. Or if he if he is the guy that indeed ends up uh, taking it. Or if maybe he passes up. I don't know. Because I'm not sure I would want to be in those shoes. No. That this legendary franchise. Now granted it helps that you're coming after Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. You know, it's like, it's like following a bad, it's like following a bad act on stage. It's like, well, how hard can it be? Yeah. You know? Um, no, yeah, totally. And I think even if, you know, even if it bombs, it could just be a, a paycheck for somebody. But I, I think this this film holds the, uh, for the future of the Indiana Jones franchise, I've always believed that the Indiana Jones films could become what the James Bond films have become, uh, where if they moved off Harrison, this is the type of a character that could you could tell many, many stories about. And so I think depending on how this film goes, they will decide what to do with it. I think it might be the last one, though. I Well, I think it's definitely got to be the last one with Harrison. But he's, you know, he. I don't know what to what to think of it. You know, just I want to revisit. I want to revisit Crystal Skull for a second because mm -hmm. I've talked about this. I really love the opening sequence of that movie. The first. Yeah. Now, the writing's awful. And the delivery. Is that the, the grave robber scene? The grave robber scene, he gets first, you know, f first he, the, op the movie opens, he gets kidnapped by the Russians, uh, then then they take him, he he gets away, he gets on that, that rocket with that Russian, they shoot in the middle of the desert, and then and then he runs into this into this test town by a nuclear um, testing site, and he hides in the fridge and gets blown up and flies like way across. That whole sequence I thought was amazing. I really did. <laughs> Outside of the bad writing and some pretty some pretty poor directing or acting, I'm not really sure which one it was, but there were some really cheesy lines in there. But the sequence itself was great. And then from there, just everything went downhill. I think it lost me at the moment that the aliens showed up. 
because I was all for with there maybe being a myth of it. This is the thing, and we're going to dive into more about Indiana Jones, but like the thing that makes that character great is like, and all his stories are rooted in reality, and then there is some form of supernaturalness to it, whether you're right. rooting it into Nazis, and then you have the biblical elements of it, whether you're rooting it into cults in yep. Asia and India, and yep. uh, again with Nazis in the third one, but then when they decided to go the alien route, I was like, I just can't, like, you know. I know right, it was like, this l- isn't archaeology. It was mm-hmm. like, it did, it uh, it did. For me, it wasn't like, okay, the movie still has a chance. By the time we got to the aliens, I actually knew, I was like, okay, this is a bad movie. Like, I, by the time we got to the aliens, for me, that's what it was. It was, for the, with the aliens, for me, was sort of like the last, you know, bullet in the corpse, but... Mm-hmm. That, it lost me actually when Shia LaBeouf was swinging with those monkeys. <laughs> with the I, monkeys, I, yeah. I, I officially was like, "Okay, done. I can't watch this anymore." But that monkey scene is so ridiculous. Harrison does have some sweet fight scenes against that Russian, though. He does. He, he does. But how is Shia LaBeouf able to catch up to a car going full speed while I, swinging on vines with monkeys? I don't even. I don't even know. You it could was... totally tell they wanted to pass the franchise to Shia, but you know the. The Indiana Jones community was like, no, not no, happening. Well, Spielberg, Spielberg loved him. If you remember, mm-hmm. uh, I remember, I remember Spielberg at one point called him the next Tom Hanks. Boy, did that go wrong! But I mean, yeah. So, you know, Kingdom of Crystal, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull came in two thousand eight. May it rest in peace. Mm-hmm. But we're on to bigger and better things. Hopefully, bigger, bigger and better things. All right, let's get into some of these categories. We've kind of given you a history on Harrison Ford. And uh, now we're going to dive into some of the questions that we wanted to uh, debate. Um, first one we're going to go into. Favorite character. Favorite character Harrison Ford played. This is a big category. We're going to start right off with a big one. He's played some amazing characters. Uh, this is a tough um, one. This is a very tough one. I'll give you my candidates, and then you give me uh, yours or add on if you don't think. Um, obviously, Indiana Jones. Iconic. Han Solo iconic star wars right rick deckard the blade runner in the future during right. the blade yeah. runner films yep. an iconic you know cosplay character even today another one one of my personal favorites president james marshall where he's <laughs> air, the force pre- air force one air force one where, where fire like for one of the first times at least for me watching a movie i got to see the president kick some ass yeah not, not not just be the guy who they're trying to protect and throw into a closet or somewhere this right. president actually saved the world and he saved doesn't the day. he doesn't need he doesn't need a secret service <laughs> no. he's like get off my plane in fact he's he's he does most of the heavy lifting in that movie he, oh he, he, mm-hmm. he does but the only thing that sucks about air force one is that it stole almost every element from die hard it's yeah. almost it's almost copy pasted into well, an airplane. You know what's crazy is, uh, well, I'll I'll talk about the casting turndowns here in a minute, but let's finish this category. But uh, Die Hard was a movie that he was apparently up for, and he turned down, and they gave it to Bruce Willis. Uh, that the thing is, it's hard to be upset about that one because Die Hard turned out so well. I, it's personally, it's my favorite Christmas movie, mm-hmm. <laughs> even if it's not a good, even though it's not. Yeah, that debate can rage for hours, but it's actually I was actually not upset with that one. I'm turning yeah. it down. And then my final nominee, you'll love this one, Quinn Harris. His uh, 
his character from Six Days, Seven Nights, who basically is just a over-the-top version of Harrison Ford on a beach being a pilot. Over-the-top version. I, that is Harrison Ford. I personally believe... Like, I personally believe in that movie, he seriously looks like he he just showed up on set and said, and just, <laughs> just I'll just read my lines, and I'm me. Like, I... I seriously think that's the truth because if you watch him in that movie, he he acts an awful lot like he does when he's on this, this uh, those late sh- those late night uh, shows in the bar dancing with, uh, <laughs> with the glass drunk. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> the faces uh, he's and making. Him, him and Anne Heche oh, actually have Lord. some great chemistry in that movie. For that, for all the movie's faults, that movie is a really good watch. Oh, it, it is because it, Ivan Reitman was involved in it, and I, I actually like Reitman's films usually. Uh, so he actually was involved in it, and Harrison, Harrison and, and Anne Heche, the way they play off each other is so it's so funny the contrast. Like she's this girly girl from New York, and she's wants nothing. To, she just wants to buy her way out of any problem she's got. And then there's him, this down to earth straight ahead like that's like the scene when he when he gives her the choice between sugar-coated and straight between the eyes what what one of my favorite scenes that has harrison ford in dialogue and first off here's here's one of the big faults in that movie if you're um david schwimmer why are you letting your girlfriend go on an adventure with a guy that looks like harrison ford (laughs) well well i mean the thing is like he wasn't I mean, if you remember the movie, like he Harrison wasn't supposed to go on an adventure. Yeah. He's supposed to fly her to some photo shoot and then fly her right back. Like, you know, go there, drop her, like drop her off. She does it in like an hour and then she leaves. But the whole day, like David Schwit, everything about that movie outside the, <laughs> of Harrison is just garbage. It's, it really, it really is. David Schwimmer is, is awful. <laughs> like you can't believe she fell in love with this guy. And then, um, Harrison Ford's superficial, very young girlfriend, and whatever. But it, it was a great. It's a great watch for anyone. Definitely. But- so those those are my five: uh, Indiana, Harrison, Deckard, President James Marshall, Quinn Harris. Any ones that you want to add? Uh, you know, I I really don't know if this is fair in this category to pit a character he played in one movie up against such iconic characters as Harrison Ford and Han Solo. I really that's a really tough one. I don't know if there's anyone I would like to add in terms of the character that's so memorable. Um, I, I think, I mean, the only one I can think of, he actually did a movie with Christopher Plummer, I think in the 70s. Don't know if you've heard. It was a World War II movie where he oh, falls yeah. in love with Christopher Plummer's wife. Is it and, uh, Force 10 from Navarro? I, I, don't, I don't remember the name off the top of my head, but it is... It is a very. I thought it was a great movie, and not many people know about it. Again, it was when he was he was much younger, but it is a pretty good movie. Not very well known. Most people don't know about it. He did do a lot of war movies in the early seventies before he hit uh, with uh, Star Wars. He did, but no, I I think I think you hit everyone that I would list on that on that list. I think you got all the ones I would think of. So cut that cut that list again. I know I know your sentimental favorite. You give me. Give me your uh, your heart pick, and then give me uh, the the real pick for you. I'll tell you mine right now. You can think on yours. It's a it's a two horse race. It's Indiana Jones or Han Solo. Any any 
person in their right mind knows. Those are the two most iconic characters. Again, that's a cop-out. I'm going to just play by the rules. As much as I'd love to say, like, Quinn Harris or James That's Marshall like picking or... Alabama to win the national championship, you know? Exactly. Like... I know. I'm going to be just a straight... Uh, it's a safe the, pick. No one's going to come <laughs> after you for pick. it. But, but, okay, getting to two is this easy choice. Now pick one of those two, Indiana Jones or Han Solo. For me, there's no question. It's Indiana Jones. I, it, I mean, it has to be. I agree with you. I think Indiana Jones is his most iconic character. No, but but if I was to have this my way, I would I would break it into two categories because I know that his other characters can't compete with the Han Solo Indiana Jones. I would break it into standalone characters versus iconic movie versus his franchise characters. Right, franchise series characters. Okay, well, the, we you know this is our show. We can make up the rules. So let's let's take out you know Han Solo. Uh, Indy, Rick Deckard, and Jack Ryan, because those are his franchises. Then give me, because we all we both agreed on Indy. Who who is his your favorite for the best character for his solo films? His non oh the character that I mean, I really like his character from Air Force One. Like I did, I did love him as the president. I just don't, I just can't veer away from the pick of going with. Of going with, uh, Qu- is it Quinn Harris? Quinn Harris. Quinn Harris from Six Days, Seven Nights. I laugh when he's even on screen. His <laughs> he his character is so funny in that movie. He's a absolute goofball alpha male. Yeah. And it, like, I mean, there's so many. He's like fighting with a pig while she's in the she's in the in the lake with a snake swimming up her trunks, and he's like on the beach trying to figure everything out. It's just. That has to, it's got to be Quinn Harris for me from, from Six Days, Seven Nights. I'm going to go Devil's Advocate and I'm going to say James Marshall just because I love, I loved finally seeing a president that wasn't a wimp. I mean, okay, in the movie, uh, when did, uh, when did uh, Independence Day come out? Probably right well, that, around that time. It the, in was. The, the late it was, 90s. It was. It was about 1996, 95. Okay, because Air Force One came out in 1997. And, you know, the president in, in Independence Day is, is a badass, too. He's a He fights in a, in a pilot. So he's not uh, – he fights the aliens. So Bill he's a Pullman. badass, too. Bill Pullman. Bill, back when we cared about him. Uh-huh. But uh, yeah, I just love – I love Air Force One. As a child – I uh I loved seeing uh, and and who and who plays the uh it's uh Gary Oldman it's go- Gary Oldman Gary plays Oldman the terrorist. plays the terrorist who he fights. You want to talk about versatility? That guy has unbelievable versatility. Mm-hmm. He played he just played Winston Churchill. Oh, um, he's amazing in that just movie. just recently and one that he won the Oscar for. You can't even tell it's him. You would never guess that's Gary Oldman. So and he was Zorg in the Fifth Element. He has played so many different roles, but anyway, this is a Harrison podcast, not a Gary Oldman podcast. So <laughs> we'll 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 get on with the show. All right. So Indiana Jones won our favorite character, um, and then in the subplot, you went with Quinn Harris. I went with President James Marshall. Um, here's another one. A little add on to that. What character of his would you love to hang out with? I think I already know your answer. It's <laughs> good. <laughs> Oh God! It's it's got to be the it's got to be the one I mentioned. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. It depends. I if I was with Indiana Jones for a day, I'd be dead. Yeah, I, don't I, know. Any, I don't think there's any question about that. I wouldn't have escaped half the things he did. I I, uh, I said I said Indy and Quinn Harris 
just because I want to go on the adventures with Indy. But like you, I probably, I probably am. I don't even know if I'd be able to hold up like short round does. I'm probably more like a uh, Marcus Brody, just getting thrown, <laughs> thrown around in tanks and <laughs> oh, having, I, I, having Harrison have to lie to make me seem like I'm smarter than I am. Well, I, I think I think you'd have to do something like that. If, look, if I got to hang out with Harrison at, at his professor job, maybe. Yeah. But I would not be down for one of these one of these escapades he goes on. No, no I way. Didn't, I didn't include Han Solo because I feel like Han, we love Han, but if you actually hung out with Han, you'd be like, this guy's a dick. Well, I just, I don't think you'd, I wouldn't want to hang out with Han Solo that long. No. I mean, it is still Harrison, but Han Solo is a, <laughs> is a, is a dirtbag. Mm-hmm. Make no mistake. Uh, she says, I love you. He's like, I know. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, oh, my God, you know. <laughs> All right. Um, moving on now. Uh, oh, I wanted to go back to when you said the casting thing. I wanted to drop this knowledge on some people, too. Um, some casting what ifs. So Harrison, for how much we love him in the movies he chose, which we can say he made some great decisions early in his career. And then in the middle, some eh decisions, right? But there were a bunch of movies that either his agent or him said no to, that when you look at those movies, they might have been mistakes to say no to, um, and or they were you know, the right decision, and he helped save those movies because we maybe now couldn't see somebody else playing those roles. Here's a couple of them. Um, he turned down the role of Terms of Endearment that Jack Nicholson ended up taking, and Jack Nicholson ended up winning an Oscar for Terms of Endearment actually won Best Picture, I think, too. And Jack Nicholson wins an Oscar in that role, and Harrison oh, turned it down. Um, he was offered the role in Big, turned it down. They went with Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks that, made that an iconic role. Well, that, that, that would have been weird with Harrison. I can't lie. I, yeah. I just don't think it works as well. I don't see Harrison jumping on that piano no feet at all that's exactly where my mind went when mm-hmm. you mentioned like that he turned down big i'm like can i see harrison jumping on a piano that way I yeah like, not i don't think all. he does no another one we mentioned before die hard he turned down die hard um which was then given to bruce willis but as we said he ends up doing other action movies in the 90s to supplement that he turned down the movie the untouchables which was then given to kevin costner the famous Elliot Ness role was supposed to be Harrison Ford. You wonder you wonder if that was a good thing because maybe we wouldn't see the Sean Connery Harrison Ford connection like we do if they had taken another movie together. Yeah, it's true. You know, I so that that's that's a strange one. A couple other ones. Uh, he was offered the role uh, in Schindler's List that ended up going to Liam Neeson. That was another Best Picture winner. He was offered the role um, in Jurassic Park. Alan Grant, which was then given to Sam Neill. Well, you know, that's actually a funny one because mm-hmm. at first, when we first mentioned this, I thought to myself, you know, I can't see Harrison as like a nerdy dinosaur paleontologist. But then I'm like, well, wait a minute. He just played an archaeologist and did it well. Yep. You know, so actually, I don't know. That one would have been different. But then I think the character would have had to be different. He would have been more of a, more of a badass. I'm okay with it not happening because, as you said, like, he played Indy. He was out there, you know, digging bones. He could have dealt with dinosaurs. I would have loved to see Harrison running from a dinosaur or maybe even fighting a dinosaur. But I'm glad it didn't happen because Sam Neill is another one of those actors that I really love. And uh, if he would have not, you know, hit with Jurassic Park, who knows how his career would have went. So I'm glad that Sam Neill got that role. 
Um, and then a couple other ones. Jesus, Tom Hanks was just you know apparently getting all of the leftovers from Harrison. Harrison turned down the role of Saving Private Ryan that was given to Tom Hanks. I think he was out of his World War II kick by then. I think though he could have played that character. I believe he could have too. But again, I think it. I think again, Tom Hanks was just the right guy. Maybe we we don't see that movie the same way. Mm-hmm. Losing a losing. A lead actor like that in that movie, I don't think we would see it the same way. Yeah. As we do now. What's funny is, you know what he decided to do instead of uh, Saving Private Ryan? Six days, seven nights. <laughs> oh, he, look, he made the right decision. Yeah. <laughs> he made the right decision. <laughs> and then his last blunder, the one that he has come out and said is his biggest regret, he turned down the role in Syriana that was ultimately given to George Clooney and George Clooney ended up winning an Oscar for the role. And Harrison oh. says, when he read the script, he, you know, he just didn't think it was that good. And uh, and now it's one of his biggest regrets because it's a a big hit for Clooney. You know, I think Harrison has to look back on that and have some probably have some serious problems with his agent now mm-hmm. or whoever whoever was consulting with him back then because man. Some of the roles you listed and what he made instead, I'm just like, what? Yeah. What were you thinking? I mean, he is worth over $230 million, so I don't think he's, like, hurting that bad, but yeah. Well, I'm sure he's crying with $100 bills, but, but, but still. But to see, it, to see several Oscar-nominated films on that list, and of course, I mean, there had to have been, you know, hundreds of roles when you're an actor like Harrison Ford. Oh, yeah. You're I'm presented. sure you just... Yeah, you just... I'm sure you'd come back. I'm sure you'd come into your agent's office and there's like 15, yeah. you know, screenplays there that he wants you to read. Yep. Uh, here's the next category. Uh, best quote. Let's let's start with best uh, quote from a character. This, this is going to be a great, this, this is going to be a great, great category. Best quote from a character that Harrison Ford plays. Um, I have a couple right here uh, that I'll give you. You you said it earlier, the iconic Han Solo line, I know, right? I know, That's yeah. the famous one that everyone knows where she says, right. I love you, and his response is, I know. That's yeah. iconic. Another uh, simple line that has become iconic, Indiana Jones, I hate snakes. I right? hate snakes, yep, that's everyone, iconic. Everyone knows that when you say I hate snakes, what you're referencing. Um, a personal favorite for me, uh, well, I'll, I'll, I'll save that one. Another one from Han Solo's character from his recent film, uh, or from episode seven, he is talking to Finn, and Finn says, "We'll use the Force." And Harrison goes, "That's not how the Force works." <laughs> great line, great line. Um, one of my favorites, Air Force One. You said it earlier. Get off my plane, right? To Gary Oldman at the very end of the movie, and then two more that I like that I think you'll like. Uh, my personal favorite, Indiana Jones quote. In Raiders of the Lost Ark, when he goes, you want to talk to God? Let's go see him together. I got nothing better to do. That a, that's a great line. That is when he's, he's gone crazy there for about five minutes after he thinks, mm-hmm. uh, he thinks what's her name, Joan Allen died. Yep. <laughs> okay. And then he also has a great monologue in that movie, which I know you kind of know by heart. The monologue he gives, in, or this is in The Last Crusade, when he's talking to the Nazis and they say Marcus Brody has the 
has the diary and and the monologue he gives about you know oh, making man. Marcus Brody seem smarter than he really is oh. is such a great monologue. Yes, it is. Oh my God! Oh. The hell you will. Bro- Bro- Brody knows a dozen languages. If he knows speaks every language, knows every local custom from here to the Sudan. He'll blend in, disappear. You'll never see him again. With any luck, he's got the grail already. <laughs> <laughs> and, then we, and then we cut to Brody, who's in who's in some Middle Eastern country, wandering around, asking if anyone speaks English. He's wandering around like a uh, like a swap meet flea market. Lost. Oh yeah, he's like could not be more contra, like could not stick out more. Like, <laughs> Such a great line. And great. then uh, last last one. Uh, I, I know you'll like this one, and it's a it's a movie we haven't talked about, but I want I'll talk about later. Um, he has a bunch of great quotes when he plays Branch Ricky in the movie 42. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. This is a movie I, I, we hadn't even thought about. So, so thanks for bringing this up, yeah. Mm-hmm. I know he, ha- he has a, he has a great a line. Great that he's, he has a great line that he says to Chadwick Boseman, you know, about Jackie, about wanting a player that has the courage to not fight, uh, which is a great one. And then he also has the great one uh, where he's on the phone call with the opposing manager. It's a great great monologue that he I gives. I like that line. Love That's that one. Great, great monologue. So those are my candidates. What, what, any that you want to add? Uh, I, I have one that flies again under the radar from a movie that, yes, I'm talking, it's, I'm talking way too much about a movie that is an absolute um, under the radar for his career, but it's from Six Days, Seven Nights when he's drunk at the bar and she's she tells him that maybe couples will find love visiting this remote island in the middle of nowhere, and he goes, it's an island, babe. If you don't bring it here, you won't find it here. <laughs> it's, uh, I was watching that movie, I think it was last week, and that, that one stuck with me. So that's one I would throw in. Nice, awesome. Those are all great, great quotes. Uh, you got a favorite? Is that your favorite of all the ones we I mean, it's... Of? Of all the ones we went off of, I mean, it's like trying to pick your favorite Blizzard off the Dairy Queen menu. It's, yep. it's yep. hard to go wrong. There's but so many good ones. I would say my favorite has to be the one when he's talking about Brody. I, I was going to go. I knew you were going to go with that one, I, and I was ha- probably going to go with that one, too. Well, it, I can't. I mean, I can't say that Harrison's best line is in a movie none of us have seen, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, so... I have to say it's that one, Last Crusade, when he's he's trying to brag up Brody to these Nazis and stuff. So I I was gonna say that one, or I was going to say from Raiders when he's talking to uh, to the other Dig uh, competitor, and he, when he says you want to talk to God, let's go see him. Let's go see him together. I got nothing else. To <laughs> he 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 is he goes crazy legit for. A little while there. Yep. And it's funny. You want to tell the story about this um, in that movie when they were filming the flea market scene or the the fight scene. It was supposed to be a big elaborate fight between him and the guy with the sword. Mm-hmm. But oh, because I know, Harris, I know exactly the crew where you're got going sick. with this. Yeah, the crew mm-hmm. got sick, and so Harrison was instead of having filming that big long scene, and it really works. He pulls out his gun and just shoots him. It was because Harrison Ford could barely stand up when they shot that. The famous scene that he's talking about, and this is funny because I just wanted to kind of transition to like the fact that Harrison Ford famously gets hurt all the time. Um, 
and one of them is in that scene in Raiders when the giant guy pulls out the giant sword and starts wielding it around. Apparently, there was supposed to be a giant choreographed sword fight right there. But Harrison, like you said, he had he actually came under uh, dysentery, so he was yes. super ill. Yeah, he was and, sick. And if you look at those shots, he does not look well. He can barely stand. And so they were thinking, you know, he's not going to be able to perform the choreography. And as a joke, Harrison just pulled out his pistol and shot the guy. And, of course, Steven Spielberg goes, well, of course Indiana Jones would just do that. And so right. they went and with it. And it's, it's actually... And like I said, it's one of those things that a filmmaker discovers by accident through going. Like, you and I shot a one-act play just like that when I was in... We were at Dakota Wesleyan together where that happened, where we found something. We're like, oh, wow, this works way better. Mm -hmm. That wasn't scripted. Yep. Yep. And so, to go on, that's an injury that he had. He had other famous injuries uh, in Temple of Doom. He had to sit on elephants during a lot of scenes. He had a herniated disc and almost blew out his back in that movie falling off an elephant in star wars the latest one episode seven they had to delay production because a door a hydraulic door closed on his leg in one of the millennium falcon scenes broke his leg and he had to rehab his leg at the age of like you know 73 or 74 holy to cow come back into that game into that film and I then didn't know that. Yeah, and then, of course, the really big one was a couple years ago when he crashed his plane on a golf course and almost died. Well, I heard about that one. Yeah. <laughs> but, the no, I didn't know he broke his leg during the during the Star Wars film. Yeah, he, he, he broke it when he was doing a, a run, and one of the doors uh, just closed. And J.J. Abrams said, like, he was, like, mortified because he thought he had killed Harrison Ford. <laughs> I, I can imagine i can imagine abrams when oh he's when he when he comes upon that season he's like oh my god like what just happened here yeah so he he famously gets hurt and everything and and somehow you know thank god 78 78 years young still going strong still, still, still making doing it still making indiana jones films so we love him for that yes we do this next one uh quick we'll go through these ones kind of similar to favorite character but your favorite performance that he gives. Um, uh, a couple nominees, I'll just rapid fire them. Uh, this is about some films we haven't talked about yet. Obviously, there's Indiana Jones, Han Solo, uh, his role of Han Solo, his role of Rick Deckard, but a couple that we haven't talked about that I added to this list that I really like. Uh, his, his portrayal of Richard Kimball in The Fugitive in 1993. I think he's amazing in that movie. Um, his portrayal in, as Branch Rickey, as we just talked about in the movie 42, personally to me, I think is one of his best performances because he's pl he has so much prosthetics and makeup on in that movie, and he's playing something that, you know, he's still the tough guy, you know, the tough baseball owner, but it, it was a totally different look for Harrison, which I really loved. And then and then last one, uh, oh, sorry, go ahead. Were you going to say something about No, it's, I, No, just that, that's, um, he's a very, that character is, a little different for him, but yeah, he was he was fantastic in mm -hmm. those. And I'm actually glad you're bringing these up because I wouldn't have thought of it probably mm -hmm. without it. And then lastly, the one that, of course, I got to give a shout out to is the one he's, his only Oscar nomination where he plays John Book in the movie Witness, where he plays an undercover officer who goes undercover into an Amish community and ends up you know, falling in love with a woman there and the people. And you, it's finally the first film you get to see like a softer side of Harrison. He's not so much the rugged guy in that movie. 
Well, he is. Well, he is very. He is still very much the rugged guy. For mm-hmm. instance, that scene when. But he, you see the shades. Uh, yeah, of it. you see. Mm-hmm. Da- you see. You see shades. I, that that I agree with. I, mm-hmm. You know, but he he still he still is very much the rugged character in that show because of you know that scene where he gets out. Those people are picking on the Amish people, mm-hmm. and so he goes over and confronts them and yep. ends up beating the crap out of one of them in the middle of the street, and it's. You know, so he does have that, but you're right. It was a different role for him. It showed he had more range. It showed him in a more a more vulnerable light, I think, than the characters he'd played in the past. Totally, totally. Um, what's a role that you would want him to tackle next? Well, I actually didn't pick my my. Oh, my sorry. Favorite. What 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 was your favorite performance? Oh, my, I'm, I'm my, gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with Richard Kimball. Uh, yeah, that's the exact same one I was gonna go with. I, I really, I did. I he didn't get nominated for an Oscar in that show, but Tommy Lee Jones got the Oscar win in the supporting role for that. But mm-hmm. I really thought that was Harrison Ford's possibly best performance. To me, that was his best performance on film. Was in The Fugitive. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was my pick. Nice. Uh, I can tell why we're friends and why we both like Harrison Ford. Oh, Lord. Uh, <laughs> you think the same way. What type of role would you love to see Harrison tackle next? Something that he has not done or something that you would like to see him maybe do again or whatnot? What's something that you think he should do? Right. Well, we obviously all want to see an Indy 5. But I would like to see him play another general manager or owner type role like he did in... He did in... Uh, uh, 42, 42. I think, like, I thought he was so good in that. He was very believable. And so I would, I'd love to see him cast again in a role like that. But I understand why it might not happen, you know, because once a guy, once an actor plays a role like that, he's generally not going to go back to it again. But, you know. I am cheating on this because I had just said, name something that already isn't in the pipeline. But I want him to win an Oscar so bad. I know he's 78 and it's probably not going to happen, but I had this thought come to my head today when I was at work. I want them to turn Indy 5 and give him that, you know, Creed or Logan type performance that they did with both uh, with Stallone. Turn him, obviously, you know, he's the action star, but can we turn Indy into maybe you know an, an Oscar an Oscar level. worthy leveled performance, yeah, and and give us more of the of of under the surface stuff with the character. Maybe see him more as Doctor Jones and stuff. And then if they wanted to transition the franchise, which they failed at last time, then you can do that. But I would love to see them. I mean, how fitting would it be to see Indy win, or to see Harrison Ford win an Oscar playing Indiana Jones? Well, I mean, it would it would be fitting, but think about what would have to happen for that to happen. Number one, they'd have to kill Indiana Jones, I think, because mm-hmm. I mean, it would pretty much have to happen. If there's if there's any way he wins an Oscar, it would have to be a heavier story than we're used to. Yeah, and I I don't know how that would play with Indiana Jones fans, you know, because it's it they're used to it's heavy, but like it's not. It, we know that Indiana Jones isn't going to die, you know, all these other ones. So it, I agree with you. I think it would be fitting for him to win it as Indiana Jones, but I just don't know how well it fits in the medium of that genre and that franchise. My only retort to that is the success that they just had with Logan and, you know, killing off that character, Wolverine. And I'm sure people were super shocked, and some people might still be pissed, but... That movie won or got nominated for a screenwriting 
And so I think if they were to take, you know, that mold, they could do something with Indy about it. Now, would fans want to see that or they just want to see a popcorn film again with Indy or would you want to see something? I personally would be okay with them doing that. I think, I think that they, 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 um, the potential is there with that type of a show, Mm -hmm. but it's, it's like I said, I just, um, I think if for him to win an Oscar, I think this that might be his best chance would be with this new Indiana Jones film. As odd as that sounds, I do think that's his best chance in the near future. I'm sure. I don't, he, know, how, I'm I don't sure. know how many acting years he has left. Is what I mean. Yeah. Well, Christopher Plummer famously, I think, won an Oscar in his late seventies, early eighties. So I'm not counting Har- I'm not counting Harrison out yet. I, I can't believe I, Plummer is a guy. I can't believe he's. It seems like he's ageless. Yeah. Last little category before we get to the major category, uh, I wanted to do your favorite non-film Harrison quote. Something you might have heard him say on late night, or in an or in an interview. What is your favorite quote? Can I give you my three? Go ahead. So, in no particular order, I'll go with. He was asked in an interview about Han Solo and an. And the journalist asked him, who shot first, Han or Greedo, right? The big debate. And Harrison's response was, I don't know, and I don't care. <laughs> Just, you know, a lot of people don't know how much he actually hated that character and how much he didn't want to be in that series. Yeah. Like, a lot of people don't know that. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, I have another quote about that exact point that you're going to make Harrison Ford my next favorite quote at the beginning or during the press run for return of the Jedi because Harrison for many people that don't know Harrison actually George Lucas had signed him on for the whole cast for three films he knew he wanted to make three um but he didn't know if they would be able to make three right it all depended on the success of right the first like, Star Wars movie yeah and once the success of Star Wars hit Harrison became a box office star. And then, of course, Indi- Indiana Jones premieres. And Harrison didn't want to go back and really do the Star Wars movies. He didn't want to go and do, you know, the sci-fi campy stuff. He wanted to keep making the big blockbuster. I mean, not saying Star Wars isn't a blockbuster, but he didn't want to go back and, and do that. It took a lot of negotiating to get Harrison back to play. I mean, first off, thank God, because can you imagine that? I mean, Star Wars is not the same right. if, if he's not in the sixth movie. No, it isn't. But he's... We go ahead. But it, so to my point is there was somebody that there was a well not a rumor but basically Harrison Ford had suggested to the writers that they should kill off Indiana Jones in episode 6 cuz he thought the Han you know, Solo Han Solo sh- or sorry yeah Han Solo because he thought uh, it would be a heroic thing for his character to die for his friends right and the writers were as we all know at the end of that movie didn't want to do it ultimately he gets his wish in 7 but during the press run of 6 he says a quote that says, he goes, I, I really thought it would be heroic to see Han sacrifice himself. And I thought maybe those little teddy bear guys could have killed me. <laughs> <laughs> the little teddy bear guys. He's talking about the Ewoks. And he yeah, calls them te- he right. doesn't even know. Right. He doesn't give te- a shit about any of the stuff no, that he's filmed that, in. That's, I think that's why Harrison didn't like the Star Wars stuff, if you want to know the truth. Because I think he, when he first did it, I think he did the Star Wars series as 
it was his first, like, some of his first, like, breakout roles. This was when he's just, I'll take any role, you know? Mm-hmm. But once that, once he became a, an, a um, dependable box office star, he wanted out. Because, again, I think Star Wars does not fit well with his personality. It, he, like, I think Harrison Ford's more of, like, a man's man type thing. Mm-hmm. And he could fit more in those other, th- and, and he's, I think he saw Star Wars as not up his alley. Like, not yeah. what he's into. Which, I don't think he saw what Star Wars would become what it is now, where it's, you know, universally loved, where he probably thought in the 70s and 80s that this was a genre-type thing and only... Right, for Comic-Con. Yeah. You know, like... I didn't want to be in that type of... or pigeonholed into that type of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So those are... Oh, and then... So that's a great quote. My last quote that I love, apparently President Trump said that his favorite... One of his favorite movies was Air Force One because he thought that Harrison Ford, you know, Harrison Ford as the president uh, got the job done, as he said. And Harrison Ford's response to that when somebody said that to him, he said, it's just a movie. (laughs) It's a movie. It's a movie. So Uh, he's he's had some great responses. I think my favorite is the... uh, when he's asked about who shot first, because it's such a debate, him just saying, I don't know and I don't care. That's just, to me, it sums up Harrison Ford. It does. I don't it does. care. I can't, I can't think of another actor, you know, just having the kind of, just doesn't care, basically. Yep. It, it's hard to tell if he's serious. All right, we're now to the final category, the big one, favorite film. What is your favorite film of his? We're going to end this one on a high note. I have, I have, oh, it's so hard. I think I have eight nominations. Uh, I'll give you mine, and then tell me if I'm leaving any out. I have, obviously, all three Indiana Jones films, Raiders of the Lost Ark, Temple of Doom, The Last Crusade. Uh, no, all, Kingdom, no Kingdom of the Crystal Skull? Um, no, that doesn't make the list. <laughs> okay. um, the first two Star Wars films, Star Wars A New Hope and Empire Strikes Back. I'm not going to include Return of the Jedi, which is a great film, but on this list I had to cut things off. Then I'm going to include a couple of his solo films, my three favorite of his solo films, Air Force One, The Fugitive, and Six Days, Seven Nights. Those are my candidates. Okay, well... Any you, that you, you that you want to add? Uh, I mean, I'd probably, I'd probably add 42. 42 is a good just one. Just because I feel like it needs mentioning. Mm-hmm. But I don't even, know if it... even Witness, maybe you could throw on there. But I don't think that's anyone's yeah. favorite film. That's just uh, no. I, I I wouldn't I wouldn't Blade, put Witness on Blade Runner. People obviously love Blade Runner. Ah, that that I know it's Blade not your Runner... cup of tea, but some people love it. If you're talking about what's his most renowned film, it's certainly up there. But mm-hmm. if you're talking about my personal, no, Blade Runner doesn't make it. I just don't like the feel of that film. And the other thing I don't like about it is that Harrison's not the baddest dude in it. That's another thing I couldn't stand. Yeah, I'm like, damn it, like these things are like are like way tougher than he is. This is not. This isn't cool. I am more of a Blade Runner fan than Mike is. That's cool. that, that, this is where we differ on our Harrison fandoms. Um, we have to. So, what is your favorite Harrison Ford film? It's got to be Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. You son of a bitch! That's my choice too. <laughs> oh, you... I went back and forth over Empire Strikes Back, um, and obviously Temple of Doom and 
Last Crusade. It's so funny. Raiders of the Lost Ark is the most critically acclaimed of the three, and yet I always find myself watching The Last Crusade and Temple of Doom. I just feel like there, there's the more humor in it with Short Round and Temple of Doom and then with Sean Connery. Um, and then obviously, you know, Star Wars is a big... I'm wearing literally an Empire Strikes yeah. Back shirt right now while we're recording. Right. Um, I, but I had to know that you were going to go Last Crusade. It's a movie we ta- we quote and talk about all the time. Uh, I just... I don't see... I've never... It, I've That movie, honestly, I enjoy it every time I see it. Every time that... And for the first time I watched it, it's just, it's his chemistry with Sean Connery is unrivaled in any movie I've ever seen for a father-son uh, chemistry, even though that does have the, the odd circumstances surrounding the real life mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, situation there. But no, it's got to be Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Yeah, it's, a, it's basically a buddy cop movie, but a father-son buddy cop movie. And oh yeah, it's going to be centered around Nazi Germany. It's amazing. I... Like you said, the the characters, not only Harrison and his father, but the supporting characters, John Rice davies playing uh, Sala, and then you have Marcus Brody, um, even the villains. The and, villains and, and are and good. The villains are great. It has humor. It has drama. It scares the hell out of you at times. The ending of that movie when they right. go into the, there to get the uh, the the uh, Holy Grail. Oh my God. The guy turns into freaking a skeleton. Scares right. the hell out of me. Every it's, time I still see it. It makes you laugh. It has powerful moments that'll move you. Mm-hmm. It's, it's honestly not missing anything in terms of what you want when you watch a movie. I, I a hundred percent agree. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of on your mark. I hope you enjoyed. And if you did head on over to the barkermedia.com and check out all our other exclusive content. Thanks so much.